I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week, I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome, everyone. This is Araceli, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investing Coach in Canada and the U.S. My specialty is the U.S., so if you like to do something there, if you're in Canada or if you're in the, in the U.S., doesn't matter. I'm here to help. And my chat with Colette today. Colette, can you introduce yourself and tell me what we're talking about? Of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Colette Rabat. I am, see my little sign behind me. <laughs> I'm a real estate broker in the GTA. And uh, uh, Aerosol and I, as you probably know, love to talk about real estate. So here we are once again, and we want to share a term that is a little bit different from the US and Canada, but basically means the same thing. And we can talk about this term because we are talking to you investor or possible investor or if you just want to know more about investing we're here for you and like Aracely said please continue asking us the questions like subscribe uh send us whatever messages you know questions you have about real estate not questions about other crazy stuff but let's keep it to real estate and investing yeah. um so today we are going to talk about micro flipping Mm -hmm. There's also a couple different terms that are interchangeable depending on where you live. Yes. So, so we have, if you find a term uh, micro flipping, or you can also call wholesaling, also it's uh, called assignment. Uh, so yes. all of these things, they mean exactly the same thing. So we're just going to tell you a little bit about the, the most common trend that you will find there. It's wholesaling. I think in yeah. Canada, it's, yes. you don't hear it very often. No. Well, because wholesaling is really, it's very difficult to do here, at least here in Ontario. Well, yes and no. But I, I honestly want to say uh, wholesaling is not a term that Canadians are, you know, personally speaking, are really familiar with. I think it's coming into more popularity. Mm -hmm. How we know in the real estate world of investing in Canada or in Ontario, uh, we call it assignment. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you go ahead and explain what it is, like what is a wholesale? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna explain basically what it is wholesaling. So, anytime that you use any of these terms, it basically means exactly the same thing. And what it is is basically you're finding. A property that is under value so let's say the fair market value of a property is 500,000 but for whatever reason the seller it wants to do it right away and is willing to sell it for 400,000 because that's what he needs he's running out of the country I don't know there is something that is happening in their lives that is making them choose that it's not only that you know it could be divorce it could be illness there's many many reasons for that but we're not here to talk about that if your uh, seller is willing to give it to you for 400 even that property is worth 500,000 but you don't want to take it on because for whatever reason so what you can do is find another investor that is willing to take on the property fix it probably and resell it at 500,000 
you can tack in like ten, twenty thousand dollars, and now you can assign it for twenty thousand dollars. So you bought it at four hundred, you sell it to the new investor for four twenty, therefore you make twenty thousand. So that's basically how it works. So I'll give you a really, really good example of what we do in Ontario, and that is an it's it's actually an assignment clause that you put into uh, an agreement of purchase and sale when you buy the property. So, mm -hmm. so how this and it's perfectly legal. You have to make sure all your paperwork is correct, and you have to have a, in Ontario. You have to use a real estate lawyer to any for any transaction. Yeah. So whether it's an assignment or a, just a straight on purchase and sale, lawyers have to get involved. So the paperwork has to be perfect. Also, again, Araceli and I, this is just for education purposes. Please do your research. This is also our uh, opinion if we like this idea or not. So uh, always do your research. Always talk to professionals before you go ahead and say, hey, this sounds great. I want to do it. Yes. So, and there's there's always fees involved and there's always, you know, really specific details about any agreement. So please do your research. Call us. Talk to us. We're more than welcome. Uh, you're more than welcome to uh, ask us anything that you want. So I'll give you a good example of an assignment in Ontario. Generally speaking, somebody who buys a new condo. So mm -hmm. let's say, and this happens all the time, really. Let's say I'm the investor, I buy a condo, and today's market says the condo is worth 500,000. The condo is not gonna be ready till three years from now. Generally speaking, I know the market will grow and in three years from now or five years from now, whatever, whatever that time it takes to build the condo, the property will just be more valuable. So, uh, you know, again, you hope that the market continues to go up. It's yeah. a guarantee. It's a little bit different in the States as well, depending on where you are as well. The growth is very different in the U.S. than it is in Canada. So these are all the factors that you have to think about. Yeah. So let's just say here's a condo. I bought it. What did I say for 500? Mm -hmm. I bought it for $500,000. I've been making my payments like the builder suggests or, or, or in the agreement says you must you know, every whatever few few months at this stage, at this stage, you have to make your payments. I'm making all that payments. But at the end of the day, when the building, when I can take possession, yeah. I don't want to close. I don't want to be the, the actual owner of the property. So now in my initial paperwork, I have an assignment clause that says the builder is allowing me to do that at any step. Yeah. So let's say I lose my job. I can't afford the payments the builder's asking me to do. Maybe at the three-year mark, what do I do? I have to do my research. I talk to my realtor and say, how much can I sell this property for? What's the market like now? And hopefully the market has grown even in the three years to say, now it's worth, let's say, 550 So, you know, put it on the market. I can put it on MLS. I can call it an assignment sale. And that means whoever buys it will agree to a purchase purchase price. That also means they are responsible for paying the HST at the end of the purchase price, at the end of the agreement of what you agreed to with the lawyer. And generally speaking, you are assuming mm -hmm. the paperwork that you agreed to initially when you bought it from the condo, plus whatever fee you are asking that goes into your pocket as the first buyer. Happens all the time, happens multiple times. 
the initial agreement between you and the builder is the most important because if that assignment clause is not in there, nothing you can Can't do. do it. So what I recommend in this case, whether you're thinking about doing the assignment or not, if it is given to you, I will take it all day long because you don't know what is going to happen in three years, four years, sometimes five years, you may change your mind. Like Colette said, you may not have a job and you may not be able to qualify. So you have that option to get out of it, maybe make a little bit of money and then get out clean. Otherwise, then you're going to be sued by the builder because you weren't able to close and you don't want that. So to me, it's kind of like a fail safe uh, kind of thing that you can add if it doesn't cost you anything, just put it in the paperwork. It's there. If, if you don't use it, then it's okay. Absolutely. I love that. You have to put it in. Even if you have no intention of assigning it, yeah. as long as it's in there, exactly like you said, it's my safety net. If whatever happens within that time frame, even if the builder, let's say, pushes, I need to move by whatever January yeah. in five years from now. I know my lease is up. I know they're going to tear down my house, whatever it is. I need to be out. And then if the builder extends the purchase, uh, sorry, the time that it's going to, you know, it's not ready yet. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too, that, that builders usually put a clause in for them to say, Hey, if we can't get supplies, you know, during COVID, they couldn't get certain supplies. They couldn't hit that deadline of move in date or closing date. So they always builders are notorious for pushing it out, pushing it out, pushing it out. And then when you finally can take possession, it might be too late. Your life might have changed. You might want to run off to Africa. Like, who knows? So that's always a nice little yeah. secret, secret clause that you can, it's really not a secret. Exactly. It's a nice clause to keep you, keep you safe as a purchaser. Yeah, exactly. And now as uh, investors, like seasoned investors, when I buy something, I always buy it on my company's name and, and I put it, and or assigned because right. you might be able to do a JV, which is a joint venture partnership. That means that I can add somebody to the title right. or I can give it to somebody else if I decide not to uh, purchase it and rehab it myself. Right. So that is also a good one to do. Right. And the nice thing about this wholesaler assignment, you never take title. So when it when you, you pick up the phone to talk to your accountant to say, hey, I, I don't need to pay capital gains on this property because I never took title. So it might look a little bit different if you do it through a corporation. Again, talk to your accountant. What's the best way to do it? There are all these professionals that are waiting for you to call them to say, hey, I really, I'm interested in doing this. What, how do I do it? What's the best way to do it? Please yeah. support me. Please help me. And remember to check on your province or your state it, what is what is the format, how does it look like uh, for you to be able to do this kind of transaction. The paperwork might look different, they may be called differently, but we're just giving you kind of like the nuts and bolts and how it works. Um, another thing that I want to kind of clarify is that most people out there, they really want to get started in wholesaling because you don't need a lot of money. You can get started there. However, I'm going to tell you this. It is possible, but it is not very likely that you get started there unless, unless you're already a real, a, a real estate 
professional you, in yeah, some you have, way, you have, right? You already have this behind you. Because there is so many moving parts in this thing and you have to have so many things put together at the same time that somebody that is brand new is not going to be able to do it quickly enough, right? So you're going to have to have the knowledge of the area right. to see what it actually a good deal is, yeah. what it requires to be rehabbed if you're going to um, yeah, get back to life, right? And then how to sell it to somebody yeah. that is in that business. So there's so many things going on that if you are brand new, I truly recommend that you get started in some capacity in real estate, whether it's be becoming a realtor, a mortgage broker, you know, somebody in the trades, right? So you need to be involved in order for you to learn the ropes, right? Like what it does it take? You don't have to go it alone. Exactly. Here, we are here. You have two perfect examples of people that went, Oh my God, let's go and do this and on our, on our own. And we, we went ahead and kind of, you know, jumped in and honestly, how much research you do is one thing, but if you have people supporting you through the process or before you even jump to say this, these are the numbers, this is the paperwork, yeah. you're safe, you're as safe as you can be. Yeah. Lots of risks. And it's just going to. The only thing that it does, especially if you work with somebody that has already done it, it's going to shorten the learning curve. There exactly. is always a learning curve, no matter what you're doing. So if you want to do it a little bit faster, it's the best and safest way for you to do it because somebody's already done it. They know the area, they know the numbers, and they can walk you through. Yeah. So so that's what we, we have for today. So remember, if you hear the words wholesaling, assignment or micro flipping they all meet the same thing that means you're buying a property for a lower price you're gonna charge a fee to sell it to an investor that is going to take possession of the property and you're gonna make that difference so that's it so there you have it remember to check your local laws and see what you can do and how you can do it in your own area legally yeah legally. <laughs> that, that last word yeah do it legally <laughs> yeah and thank you colette for being here and we'll see you at the next one thanks for joining us everyone bye bye thank you for being here on the show please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available and if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.